Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. You hear the sound of coffee water. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, I'm really sorry. It's super loud here. And there's a jackhammer, and there's some kind of a machine, so I don't even know what's going on. It's a crazy morning. It is crazy. They don't don't want you to vote. They don't want you to vote, so they're trying to throw... uh, Throw shade in your way. You're saying they they don't want you to vote. They don't want you to vote. Who they say they want you to vote, all but they well the people who are making noise and trying to impede your progress to the voting center. Oh man, I went in today like the soup Nazi. I had everything ready, everything ready. ID was out. Mm-hmm. You know everything. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Keep, uh, keeping the receipts. You know. <laughs> yeah. Frontline, frontline voter suppression. You got to watch out for it. That's when they give you the stink eye. I go. Hmm. Was your uh, was eye. your voting location busy? No. No. That's good. No, I, um, no, our, our neighborhood doesn't do things. <laughs> no. <laughs> they were saying that in, in Texas, more people turned out for early voting than turned out in the entire election for 2014. I saw, I couldn't even follow how many of those anecdotes were out there, but there were some places that were seeing like, you know, 3X, 4X, one place 7X increases in certain groups with uh, early voting it's it's a it's a crazy day new vote new voters are up 500 percent in texas hmm. i wonder what that means i think that's five five times the new voters or something means something well ye, ye, i don't yeah. know i, I don't I, really I, know but it's, <laughs> no. it sounds like when you say 500 percent like you, that sounds like a lot. algebra i think you know things about numbers <laughs> um yes that's what i would say something like yes mm. but i mean on the one hand it's like what age what uh demo what uh, affiliation you know yeah it's crazy this country's too damn big that's part of the problem well it's too damn big i heard a thing uh, on a podcast about how they do voting in india where they have, I think, 800 million people, 1 million poll workers. It's just this big unified system where uh, it's all just very, it's, they've got a very professional first world election system. And we're still voting on things that people bought after 9-11. Never forget. You know, a lot of those have, a lot of those are running Windows 2000. Really? You run it, uh, Dan, are you running Windows 2000? <laughs> on my, just on my voting machine. Just <laughs> not, nowhere else. <laughs> I mean... You know, yeah. you got to upgrade. I don't know why you wouldn't vote. I talked to Roderick about this uh, yesterday. I don't know why people wouldn't vote. It's so strange to me. You know, I'm going to find something for notes. Yeah. Um, about voting? It, a recent episode of To the Best of Our Knowledge. You know, I think people who feel... Here's why I think people don't vote. Yeah. I think they don't... This is my theory. I think they don't vote because they feel that they are not informed enough and that becoming informed is too hard. Oh, really? Or takes too much time. I think so. I think so. Because I believe that becoming informed does take time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, like, it's like, well, if you don't, can't do anything right, better not do it at all. And so I just, I don't want to go vote on the wrong person. Vote yeah. for the wrong thing. Well, um, let me pause this. Okay. So I'll put this in show notes. Um, I think that's, that's one of the things. You know, that's like they said during, again, in the post 9-11 days, um, I think it was Donald Rumsfeld who had so many clever things to say. A terrible man. But um, one of the things he said was, well, one of the folks in the Bush administration at the time said, when we're trying to protect against terrorism, um, we have to be right every time. And they only need to be right one time. Mm. And, and I thought that was an interesting kind of paradigmatic way to look at a lot of stuff in life. And I think when it comes to something like voting, I could probably think right now, including yours, of at least five reasons why people don't vote. I would include things like inertia. I would include things like my vote doesn't count. I would include things like, frankly, I'm tired of being told to vote. I'm not saying that's good, but I think that's what people feel. And to follow that paradigm or that uh, analogy in this case, um, you don't need three reasons not to vote. You barely even need one. It's, It's just easier not to do something. You're right. It's almost always easier to not just not do anything. Yeah. I voted in every election that I could have voted in since I turned 18. I voted. And, um, you know, even, and there, I admittedly, when I was like 18 or in that like older teen, early adult years, I did feel a little bit like I don't totally know if I'm making the right choice, but I feel like I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that was going in and making the best choice I could was better than not doing anything at all. I think I found the thing that was making noise a minute ago. What was it? Because my, my AirPods were listening to a podcast still. I was like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? 
I like. Did that. you actually? Did you hear? Did you hear? Like, no, I heard something? no. There was something, but I I thought it was the things you were talking well, my, about. My AirPods operating of their own accord. They just can't get enough information about the election. A lot of a yeah. uh, lot of problems with the AirPods. I guess that are not going to be re- resolved because there are Mine no are AirPods. Filthy. It says because they're filthy. There's probably enough earwax in there for a new Merlin title. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, they're bad. Like the whole the whole thing is really really bad. I should I should go. I should clean them. There's a lot of me. A lot of, they call it cerumen. Um, I'm going to keep t- talking to you while I go over here. I'm going to pour a coffee, and mm-hmm. it'll just take a second. Now, I'm hearing some kind of like, uh, at this point now, I'm hearing like uh, somebody's tending to their garden or something. Oh, uh. and now you can hear my Segway shutting off. You can hear that in the background. You can hear the coffee. Woo. Okay. Uh, you can cut all that out if you want. No, I'll leave that. Are you doing your pour over? Yeah, I do pour over. Good. The pour over, it's such a fancy way to say, like, I just use a Melita filter and just pour coffee into the cup. Um, yeah, it sounds professional when you say pour over. The other thing is, I, as I said to, again, I said this to Roderick on the Roderick Online, um, I mean, I do a funny thing, which is I, my wife is usually the, the, the voting czar in our house. We get our mail, um, get our, our, our ballots which, uh, you know, we usually do mail-in, but in this case, we just dropped them off at the polling place today. Um, and I, I, how can I put this? I say to her, who should I vote for? Because I know there's ones that I have, there's a couple that I have a strong opinion about, and myriad, myriad that I do not. We have four pages, both sides of a ballot. There's all kinds of things here. You have state measures, you have city measures, you've got, you know, all the different um, people running for office and all that. But I, I rely very heavily on her because she knows more about it, and I don't want to say that she cares more, but she probably cares more. She cares more about more things. And so I really, I really do, I do trust her. Now, this seems ironic, because at the same time, I do believe, or paradoxical, because at the same time that I rely heavily on her and the input of other people on who I should, how I should vote, I also think it's important to vote. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't feel as strongly about this as some people, but I do think it's something that if if more people did this, uh, I don't know. I think we'd have a, a different thing going on. I just put this thing in show notes. Uh, this is, a, I think, a rerun of a podcast from a couple of years ago. But there's a show I like. I've enjoyed this show since the '90s. Uh, which is a radio show, uh, to the best of our knowledge. It's a very mm. good show. They take a topic and break it up into like, you know, four, five, six segments over an hour. And this one was this real wackadoo, almost speculative sort of like, well, what are things we could do to change how we elect, how we do elections? And and one of them in there um, that was probably, well, most people will think is the craziest one, is this guy who's making the case that you should be able to vote from birth. But in particular, from age 10 to 14, at least, people should be able to vote. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, I, I don't know if I would, you know, make that the single thing I spent two years of my life trying to see have done. <laughs> right. but, but it's a very interesting idea because, and I, I was presenting this to my family. My daughter's like, you've got to be kidding me. You think, you think eight-year-olds should vote? And I said, well, what is it that's special about the arbitrary ages that we put on things? There's, right. I mean, one, one is, I mean, I'm going to make the case for a few. We say that the legal age for things like, in particular, like crime or in most cases voting is 18. And why do we do that? Well, we do that because we think by the age of 18, Americans should be in charge of their own stuff mm-hmm. and be responsible for their own actions. I think you can make a case for that. Why can't you rent a, uh, I don't know if this is still true, it used to be you couldn't rent a car till you were 25. Wait a minute. You said I could drive at 16. Why can't I rent a car? Well, I guess probably through lobbying. The car places said, like, hey, we want to make sure, like, where this is policy. Maybe it's just policy, but we think you have the responsibility. You don't have the amount of responsibility we need to give you a car right. until you're 25. Right. If you can get a car under your own, uh, under your own power, good, good for you. But for you to use our car, we want a certain number of years of experience of you yeah. as we an keep adult. It nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's all kinds of those. Like, why, why R rated movies at 17? Why, why, um, learner's permit at 15 well all of those things they may be laws they may be policies but in every single case they are on some level arbitrary mm-hmm. yeah and they that's change. a good point there's a time when the drinking age was 17 18 there's a time when the drinking age in florida was 19 i barely missed the window for being grandfathered in and the drinking age became 21 why because of a legal policy arbitrary reason which was we're not going to give you highway funding for your state unless mm. you raise the drinking age to 21 if memory serves the Reagan administration said that and that's what happened but 
I don't know. I mean, we it takes so much stuff as read and say, well, it's always been this way. You know, well, what could be more important in some ways than getting people in the habit of voting, right? And I guess you you could certainly, if you if you're looking at it from this very um, I don't know, sort of reactive point of view, you'd say, well, it's 18 for a reason because my, 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 you got to be a real grown ass man. Well, it used to be you had to own property. You had to be a man and own property to vote. And we changed that. But like, I, th- I think of all those reasons that people don't vote, one of them is inertia, which is I don't vote because I don't vote. Mm. I don't vote to put a point on it. I don't vote because I've never voted. Well, like, what if voting was just a thing you did? We made it easier for people to vote, et cetera. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. So anyway, check out the, um, if you enjoy podcasts, listen to uh, the To the Best of Our Knowledge episode, Building a Better Ballot Box. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please remember to like and subscribe. <laughs> 10 minutes and 50 seconds of that. I'm going to get my coffee. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, you know, it's just another day in paradise here. Hmm. Hmm. Did, you get your, did, you, uh, did you ever get your water worked out? Oh, now there's a motorcycle. Yeah, we got our we got our water. Water came back, and uh, everyone can drink. And there there were no cases of contamination. It was all precautionary. So we did that all just to be on the safe side. But then it came back, and everything's fine. But they still want us to just use less water because we proved that we could do it. We proved we were able to use less water. Oh, so that's how they get you. you. Know, and I was I I, <sighs> I I I don't feel like that's so interesting and strangely related to voting. Yeah, if I put my conspiracy hat on, you could say that all of this was just an opportunistic ruse to force us to use less water. Um, but, you know, who who knows what the real story is? Uh, there you go with that. But yeah, that, that was fine. Um, let me think about what else. Can I, can I, can I uh, jump onto that and tell you why yeah. I said that crazy thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I currently live in the uh, in the state of California, and there was a empirically pretty terrible drought um, for years uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, our current president thinks it's because we throw our water into the ocean. I don't think that's accurate. You're not wait. You're not pumping water, just fresh water into the ocean. Well, we got a whole well, we got a whole government agency for that. It takes jobs away from hardworking Americans. Mm. We have robots and immigrants who just literally pour water into the ocean because we don't know any better. Like, what are we? <laughs> and are they <laughs> doing this? Like, are they pumping it or is it just one cup at a San time? San Francisco's like, fresh water comes house. from Hetch Hetchy, which is very far away. But we all make a point, cup by cup, we take it out of the ocean, just throw it in the water. Water to the water. That's what we say. It's like when Gandhi went down to the ocean to make salt, and you just all go together. Is that Gandhi that did that? Yeah. We get that uh, seldom air from the baleen company. We get that uh, blue whale salt. Blue blue, blue whale. (laughs) Dan, I'm in a silly mood this morning. Blue. But here's, but blue, blue. But they said to us, they said, they said, and I I think this even became something, it became a pretty big deal, which is like, you know, you cannot, remember in Florida (laughs) where you would just shoot fresh water on your lawn for hours? Like you can't do that here. You're you're not. And then eventually they would say when things got bad in Florida, they would say, "Okay, please only water your half acre lawn after sundown, right? Mm-hmm. Only use your appliances after these hours, et cetera, et cetera." Well, here they said, "Look, this is serious, and we all need to really pitch in on this." There might have been a financial component. They might have raised prices, but what it came down to is every is saying and this is this had been going on for I want to say ten years of like, look. There's all kinds of things where everybody needs, and this isn't any kind of phony baloney save the environment thing. This had actual real world effects. Stuff like, please take a shorter shower. Um, please, you know, one of the big ones, don't just run the water the whole time you're brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. Like, just become, make little changes in what you do. After you have become aware that this is a huge problem that could have big consequences, we all need to get way better at using less water. Now, you can see where I'm going with this, I imagine, which is now, technically, the drought has been off for, I think, over a year, Mm. but we still do the same stuff, and our life isn't worse. Right. We began, like, we stopped running, you know, and I mean, I'm not not the biggest hippie about this stuff. I try to do my part. I do know that it would help a lot if people traveled less and companies kicked in, but, you know... It did not harm us to do that. We got used to that. And now I am much more cognizant of times when I am unnecessarily, to use a strong word, wasting water. Like I'll use water when I need water, but it's nowhere like in Florida. I don't know if it was like this for you, but back in Pasco County, you would just put a, if you didn't have a sprinkler system, you'd put in one of those big sprinklers on your lawn right. for hours. Yes. You go out and move, you move the sprinkler, you buy a sprinkler with, with a specific fan pattern or a ticka 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 you get one of those. 
and then you'd move it and you'd water your goddamn lawn like all day long. The fresh water just shooting into the dirt. So, I mean, I think people can adapt. And that's another case of inertia. The inertia had been, we just keep moving in this direction where we use water like it's unlimited to now we use water like it is a precious resource, precious bodily fluids. <laughs> and now I don't notice the difference. And now the inertia is like I'd rather be a good doobie and not waste water. And I think elections can be a similar thing. It's like, it's like our friend, friend of the show, Jeff Veen, used to say. Big part of design is trying to make the right thing the easy thing. The right thing the easy thing. Try to make the right thing. You know how smart that guy is? Try to make the right thing the easy thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you get what they call dark patterns in design. That's the opposite of that. That's like where part of the road is frozen and then you're driving over it and then you yeah, can Yeah, it's skid. called black ice. You go on this called Silk Road. You right. can go and you can buy your, your methamphetamines on there. Uh-huh. Um, you can get uh, your shower heads that work. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Shower um, the, uh it's, a, it's been a huge week. It's uh, November 6th. So if you, if you have the opportunity, please go out and vote. Anyways, uh, I have some odds and some sods. Oh, you know what I heard? What? I'm very excited about this. You can cut this out. I heard the jackals at a certain air-destroying company are sending me a unit. Can you confirm this? Mm, This is true. This is absolutely true. I cannot even tell you how excited I am to get this dingus. I am so excited. I've been gobbling up reviews. They're not a sponsor this week, so they're not getting a freebie. But I want to say they're less jackally if they send this to me. Well, no, I'm... It's definitely going to you. I want it so much, I'm almost ready to to to, to buy one. Even they though work great, the dude. Way. They work great. It sounds like it works great. It really does. Anyway, I'm very excited about that. Thank you to uh, to those sponsors. Yeah, there's that. What else is going on? Uh, I got a field trip today. She's taking a field trip today. Did you tweet? Uh, yeah, mine is, mine is too. Oh yeah, ours is going to. Uh, well, I don't want to say. Opsack, no, you can't but say a, a museum, a nice museum. I can't even say where. Mine is going because everyone would know instantly in this area where they were going, so I can't say it. Okay. But, oh, see, that's rough. Yeah. But yeah. it'll be fun. I'm, I know they're looking for it. They've been there. She, he's been there before, uh, but it's- <laughs> They're taking public transit. There's no buses. They're taking public transit. Yeah. Taking, a, taking, t- <laughs> taking a train plus a bus and then back. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good times. Great oldies. Um, what else is going on? I got a few little bits. I saw you, you tweeted got, um, about your, is it your iPad that's, um, that's coming or almost pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have more to say after it arrives, but yeah. Um, yeah, mine is, mine uh, is also, we ordered that. So you did order one. Yeah. Yeah. The one you oh, spec'd out dude. for me, I ordered. You did? Yeah. The same, Which same one, one you spec'd it out. You, oh, you I said I needed like to get a, a the you slate, five, six, right? slate gray, the smaller size, two, five, six. No cellular, because you said don't do that again. So and, you know, it's just it's you know if you're going to have a point of view, don't be mealy mouth. That's what I say. And say you what s- you're going to say, and then explain why. You said do not get the pencil, and do not get the folio cover with the keyboard. So I ordered both. Yet I ordered both. Oh, good for you. Because yeah, I knew that I've used them before. I like. How'd you feel about that number that popped up? Yeah, it's high. It's a high number. Oh my god! But I figured. Here's the thing: I would rather have it and decide I don't want it and return it, than have it, uh, than not have it and want it and have to go get it or God forbid, wait for it. Mm-hmm. That is not my way. It is not the way of the of the Iron Fist. You understand why I suggested the way I did, though? Yeah, because you're a rational person. I don't know about that. I, you know, the mind is a funny thing, Dan. Uh, I think we've studied that on the show in the past. The mind is a very funny thing. And um, it, it, is, it is very funny when it comes to Apple products, where I'll be like, no way, huh, I'm fine with what I got. And then, and then I look at it a day later, I'm like, mm, I think I want the thing, you know. But if you're on the bubble a little bit about it, and you're talking about a lot of money, and you're potentially talking about a little bit of wait time, you know, if you were able to go in the store and spend $500 and walk out with something that was a glorious object, like you think of like a 5S, maybe the best iPhone. Yeah. And uh, you think, you walk out with that and you're like, oh my God, this was so worth it. This thing's amazing. This is such a big jump over my 3G or whatever. But that combination of like lots of money and waiting and then, and then it arrives and now you're mad. Some people, like you could be kind of mad about it. Maybe it's not what you expected. I just was trying to, the only reason I'd said go slow was make sure you like this thing you spend all this money on before you get double mad by spending money on stuff that you're, um, if you don't love it, now you're mad at the case. 
I, I don't know why I keep buying these dumb keyboard cases. You were the one that was saying you just don't return anything, though. You said you buy something, you just don't return it. Um, that, you, that was you last, yes, last week, I think you said. Oh, I, I don't return things, you said. Yeah, it's a little bit like, we talked about, again, not to keep talking about podcasts, but that's what I do. Um, we talked about this on Rectives. We had a very interesting episode where I finally interrogated John Syracuse about something I find very interesting. One of our big differences. Was it the flu the thing? Shows, the flu shot? Huh? The flu shot yeah. thing? Oh, he thinks it fixes colds. It's the worst. I got mine. I got mine. I got the, I got the full array. They gave me the full array. Well, now you won't um, get any colds. Mm-mm, can't get a cold now if you got a flu shot. Uh, but I was, uh, it's a bit of a joke on the show and with John's flying monkey fans that I never finish anything. I start with media, which is not true, but it's a funny bit and we do that. But one thing that is true about John is he finishes a lot of things that he starts in media. And I particularly want to What do you mean finishes what he starts in media? Well, a running joke for, I think, two years on the show is he has been asking me to watch an anime movie called um, Millennium Actress for, I think, two years. And I've watched the first 10 minutes of it so far. And this is a running bit that I'll start something and not finish it. Particularly with a TV show, like with a TV show, I'll jump into it. And like, I'm not done with Maniac yet. I'm on like episode six of Maniac. Oh, you got to finish Maniac. Well, here's the thing that I find so interesting about John. In my case, I might get diverted, and now I am butt deep in Homecoming. I got one Homecoming left. They're half an hour long. They go by so fast, and they're so good. Sam Ismail. Um, so I'll finish that uh, probably this afternoon so we can talk about it on the show. But what I found so interesting about John is, and this does relate to what I'm talking about with the iPad, is that if he is like, I was asking him what his process was <clears throat> for like, why, how is it that he sticks with this, like even if it's like a kind of a C-plus show, he'll watch all 10 episodes. And he said something very interesting, which is for him, it's the process of deciding whether to watch it, where he might sit on it and wait and hear what people hear the opinions of people that he trusts whether it's for him mm. worth the time etc so he made it all the way through uh jack reach around what's it called what's the one with uh jack with with the guy from the office 24 jack, yep the one with the guy from the office that's like 24 but he's an analyst for the cia but it's not alec baldwin or Harrison oh Ford. yeah yeah jack, that's jack reacher yeah jack reacher? that's the one with um arthur treacher yeah jack, i know the one you're talking ryan about. Jack, jack ryan. ryan you got it got it in one but he'll watch it all the way through and I think that's that's what he does is he's real picky about whether he'll start. And then if he starts, he wants to see it through. So he, you're saying that he'll commit to watching something. And even if it's bad and he's not enjoying it, he'll stay with it? Um, good point. Mostly. There are times when he will bail. Like in the case of Maniac, he almost bailed after episode one. But then he watched episode two and went, oh, I see. This is what this is going to be, right? We talked all about this for like an hour, but that, you know, but yeah, if he, he'll, if he decides it's just not for him, he'll bail because he's got to go play his, uh, the game where he uh, sword fights in a dress. Um, so, uh, he's got a lot of that to do. He's got, <laughs> he's got to complete his destiny. But, um, so why is that like an iPad? Uh, well, I mean, there's a certain kind of sunk cost thing that can happen where I think people do get kind of frustrated with devices sometimes. I get very frustrated with devices. There's stuff where I think, I mean, HomePod is probably a kind of a good example I feel like my purchase of a HomePod was somewhat grudging. I really wanted everybody who had one told me how great the sound was. And yeah. I agree. It's very above average sound. <clears throat> I don't think it's as shockingly good as a lot of other people say, but I can't hear that good. So whatever. But in that case, I, now I find myself mostly staring. I do listen to podcasts and music on the HomePod, but I'm still incredibly frustrated with the voice stuff. Sa- same with the Sonos One, where I thought a Sonos One, I had not done my due diligence on a Sonos One, a Sonos O-N-E, because like an idiot, I figured it would be able to do everything a standard Amazon Echo does, which is so not true. And it's crazy frustrating. And now I feel like I wasted my money a little bit, like bad on me for not doing the research. I should return more things. I don't. I try to be Syracuse-esque in saying like, if, I, if I'm thinking about maybe returning this, then I probably shouldn't buy it. That's my general composure on it. I mean, that's probably a very sane and rational way to approach it, to say that, you know, I want this thing, I've thought carefully about it, I'm going to get it, and then you get it. And But, you know, I used to be the same way, especially when it came to things like computers or or devices from Apple. I was like, well, if I, and then I forget what it was. I think the first thing, and I mean, I've been an Apple customer since the, we didn't own an Apple II, but I started using the Apple II when they were brand new. And I think the first Apple computer that we had was probably the Mac SE at home. And that was when we were finally able to, to save up and afford one. And ever so since then, SE, SE with a, with a drive, the SE 30. 
Oh, SC30. Oh, well, yeah. that's the greatest Mac ever made. Yeah. And uh, that was that was pound for pound the best Mac. It ever was made. great. And that was yeah. that was the one that we had at home and we had saved for a long time to get it and and it lasted. They were quite costly. They, they were, were I had an SE with, I had an SE with two floppies. And but I would use an SE30 in our quote unquote Mac lab. And I, oh my God, it was for doing desktop publishing. It was magic. It was just so magic. It was beautiful. It had tons of RAM. It had like what, like eight megs of RAM in it. It was great. Well, the, um, the only, I'm the, sorry, I interrupted you. Well, so I was just going to say the first time I think that I returned an Apple device of any kind computer. Otherwise I got to say, I think it was the Apple watch. Oh, how the second series two Apple watch that I went all the way from the Mac original Mac and Mac SE all the way to whatever year the the series two watch came out. That was the first one. But then after that, when I, I returned it, I was like, I was feeling guilty. I'm like, well, you know, what's going to happen? And like, what do I do? You blame yourself too, right? You think like, I'm an idiot. Yeah, like, I was why stu- I do this? What do I buy this thing for? Maybe I can't even return what it. What is everybody else getting that I'm not understanding about? Them? Right. And I tried to package it up as perfectly as I could and make it look like I barely touched it, even though I had worn it for a week. And I went in and I didn't lie about it. I'm like, I, I've had this. I wore it for like a week and it's not for me. And the guy's like, all right, no big deal. Here you go. And like it, the return, the whole thing was done in like three minutes. And he didn't give me a guilt trip. He wasn't, well, why don't you like it? Well, why don't you try this? Why? I was expecting all of that. And (laughs) he's like, well, Apple is not, Apple is not operated by Comcast. So you're allowed to stop using (laughs) it. He didn't care. I was like, what? (laughs) You don't care? He's like, no, it's not for you. It's (laughs) not for you. Forget about it. Yeah. And so that, that emboldened me to, to be more willing to give things a try for at least in the Apple space uh, to try something that, that I'm unsure about. And I think Apple, you know, and then when you look at though, they've got like billions of dollars in the bank that's just sitting around and like, you know, if, if they lose a little money because I don't like this iPad and they sell it refurbished and they lose a couple hundred bucks, like I'm not promoting that we should do this as a thing, but I think I'm really going to like it. I'm not that worried about it. We'll see if I, I see. I know that I'll need to use the pencil because my daughter will want to draw on it. So at the very least, she'll want to do her art with it. So that'll come. Whether or not I get like the keyboard case, that's the thing that's I'm not sure about. That's what's going to be the big question. That was that was a that was a flyer for me because I really didn't like it on the previous one I had. I doubt I'll like this one. Jason Snell's making it sound like it's a little more steady for lap use. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the the best setup I've seen just a, a quick diversion. Something again that I stole from Snell. The idea I use, um, I've got a stand that's, um, well, how do you describe it? There's, I forget what it's called, but there's a stand where you can like kind of pull it open and it's spring loaded. You can put your iPad in there and have it like hanging in the air mm. and you can adjust the angle sideways up, you know, portrait landscape, however, however you want to do it, change, adjust the angle and then use a, um, a, a really big, uh, I think it's a DOS. Is it a DOS Bluetooth keyboard? Mm. It's some kind of fancy boy keyboard. But yeah, with that kind of thing, it's hard to know until you use it because the other thing, once you get the keyboard, now it's heavier. It's got all that, um, oh, what's the metal that they use in that tungsten? It's got all, it's, it's, you know, who knows how heavy this is going to be. And now when you, are you ready for this? When you're using the keyboard pad, when you flip it around, the keys are facing out. They're touching your hand. I know. I saw that in one of the reviews and that bothered me, but we'll see. You know, I'm, I love the keyboard folio type stuff that, that Logitech has done and the, um, I was mm-hmm. trying to find it so I could put it into show notes. The one case that we have that we all use at home for our, um, except me because I don't have an iPad, but everybody else who has iPads all use this one case by Logitech that's really nice. It's super adjustable. It takes a hell of a lot of abuse, and I am going to find it and put it into the show notes at some point. But I really am looking forward to see what they come out with for a mm-hmm. keyboard because I tried the thing where you have the keyboard separate and yeah, uh, the, the bridge is pretty good. If you want something that feels like a laptop, yeah. the bridge keyboard, I don't know if that's even going to work with the new iPad pros, right. but that's the closest I've gotten to like, yeah, this is like a portable computer experience. Okay. It's either the hinge or the, I'll just create. say across the board, all the Logitech keyboards, I, I've had several for different things and they've all been super solid. Everything that I've used them for. I like Logitech still. Tell me what yours is. Um, I think it is called the create, but I'm, I'm looking for it, but this, these pictures make me think this is what it is. So I'm going to put it into the show notes right now. Yeah, that's it. 
I'll Dana, just where can people find show notes for episode 399 of your Back to Work uh, program? 5x5.tv slash B as in boys, 2 is in the number, W is in walrus slash 399. 399. I got to tell you about nine, something nine. I like, Merlin. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm in. Tell me about it. It's Casper. Oh, come on. Casper? Yes. They're sponsoring. they're still advertising. They're sponsoring the show. Who doesn't have a Casper? We we need we we're in the mar- we're in the market for a new Casper right you now. You know, there a new person discovers the show every day. Yeah, it's like the Flintstones, and they need to be made aware of these things. It's important. I, you know what? I'm going to say you take as much time as you need. I can't believe there's a bunch of jackals out there that aren't sleeping on a Casper. They That's are. Crazy. I don't know what they're on. They're probably on a bed that they think. And here's this is the, the none of this is in the read for Casper. No, this no, is no. Just we're not going to run me. down their competitors. We're not going to do that. No, we no. don't want to have to do a make good. But let's just say it's a good. It's a good ass. It, it, the thing is this. Here's the thing. You're probably on a bed that you think is comfortable because you're used to it, and you say, you know what, this bed is fine. Meanwhile. You're to- Some guy at the mall with soup on his tie. I told you it's a nice one. You're tossing and turning at night. Ugh. You're waking up. You don't know why. Your Fitbit is telling you that you got five hours of sleep over a nine-hour period, and you can't figure out what's going on. There's a good chance that it's because your bed is horrible mm-hmm. and that you don't know it. Any bed, the newer beds that they're making, like the Caspers, they last, I think, a lot longer than the older style beds that you've probably been lugging around from, you know, maybe it wasn't your college mattress, but like you've been bringing this thing from apartment to apartment to house to house. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, but it's fine. And you think it's fine. And meanwhile, it's really not. And you should try something new. And that's where the Casper comes in. And they understand the fact that we're telling you, you should buy a mattress over the internet. And your first response is what we were just talking about. What if I don't like it? How can I return it? They understand that. They're very confident about their mattresses. And you can be sure of your purchase. They have a 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Okay? And so that is the thing that is going to make this easy for you. You know that you can get this thing and try it out. And if it's not good, if it is, you are not in love with it, anytime in that 100 nights, they will come and they will take it away. Mm-hmm. And that's how confident they are that you're going to like it. And we love ours. I know you love yours. Mm-hmm. These products, they're designed to mimic human curves, to provide supportive comfort for, for any kind of shape, any kind of form, whatever your, your body type is, it will work. They've figured this stuff out. Um, they have a few different kinds. They have the original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. It has a breathable design. It helps you sleep cool. It regulates your body temperature throughout the night. They have two other mattresses now, the Wave and the Essential. The Wave has a patent-pending premium support system that mirrors the natural shape of your body. The Essential has a streamlined design at a price that, hey, it won't keep you up at night. Uh, So they have a wide variety of other products too. They've got pillows. They've got sheets. Their goal is to give you a better sleep experience. All of this designed and developed and assembled uh, right here in these uh, fine United States and uh, hassle-free returns that I told you about. And I, I love mine. I think people are going to love them. I think they should try it out. Here's the deal. It is uh, casper.com slash back to work. And you're going to get $50 toward a select mattress if you go there and use the promo code back to work. One word at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. So again, 50 bucks toward select mattresses by going to casper.com slash back to work. Promo code back to work. Go check it out. And we appreciate the support of Casper. Thanks, Casper. Buck, buck. Am I allowed to use that code? Yeah, of course. There's okay. no rules about that. No rules, just right. You, can't, okay. you cannot use the Slack code later, but you can use the Casper code now. Okay. All right. That's cool. Get, get, a, get a mattress. Go get it. I have to. I have to. We're, we're upgrading our, our, my, my daughter's uh, bedding system. She's getting a loft. She's very excited to get a loft. A loft? So we need to get, need to get, get a different mattress. Yeah. 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 This a case, loft. this is the case. I'm going to send you a picture of this case in the, okay. in the messages as soon as I can find you. Oh, uh, I have yeah. a recommendation, a recommend, uh, two recommendations to make. Uh, I have been watching a show that has just premiered on Netflix called The Bodyguard or just Bodyguard. Oh, I hear good things. Not to be confused with my bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film from uh, I oh, think Adam, Adam Baldwin and Chris Makepeace. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is still 
a great movie, I think, even though I haven't seen it since 1980. Adam Baldwin's a terrible person, but he was a good actor back then. Oh, he's the... the he's the Gamergate guy. Yes, the Gamergate guy. Okay. But it's got Chris <clears throat> Makepeace, the kid from Stripes. Was he animal in Full Metal Jacket too? It's very confusing because uh, Kingpin and him were both in Full Metal Kingpin Jacket. Is, uh, Kingpin pile, is... Private Pile. His private pile. Also the he's, bug he's from mother. Men in Black. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. That's <laughs> my Vincent D'Onofrio. That's good. Oh, he's great as the kingpin. Oh, he's so good. Oh, I just started jumping into that, and boy, woo! Season three? Or, I, I or... skipped, I skipped, no, I skipped season two, went straight to season three. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you get busy. And I figured I could go, everybody's saying season three is good. Season two uh, a lot was a lot of Karen working at the newspaper. I like Karen. Yeah, me too. Um, B, 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 B. Yeah, he's Animal Mother. You're right. Okay, so uh, this bodyguard, also not the one with uh, this and is, I, I, I will always love you with Kevin Costner. No, not that one. But this guy is a uh, he's a, a Stark. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's wasn't he? Uh, is it John Rob Stark? Not John Rob Rob. Yeah, I call him Bobby. Bob- <laughs> but uh, Bobby one sigil because he always had one sigil. Yeah. So he yeah. was in, I think he was in five minutes of one episode or something like that, but he's... No, no, I think he goes in uh, The Reigns of Castamir, if you remember that particular episode mm. with The Red Wedding. Mm. So anyway, he's in that, but now the he's... The Red Wedding? Now, you remember The Reigns yes, of Castamir, yes, Dan? Yes, yes. Uh, but now he's a bodyguard for... If you're at a wedding and they start playing a song called Reigns of Castamere, <laughs> get and out. you see that one guy <laughs> is wearing armor <laughs> under his wedding clothes, yeah. get out. Yeah. Get out. What, a, what an incredible moment. You can test if they're wearing armor by... Uh, it's just start stabbing guests. By stabbing them, yeah. Yeah. Are you wearing a bracer? Right. Excuse me? <laughs> I mean, I think the modern day equivalent would be um, throwing darts at someone. Or slow dancing. You yeah. can slow dance and feel if they're <laughs> See if they're areas. clinking around under there. Are they clinking? very good he's protecting someone in the they have wonderful names for different members of like parliament and things in the united kingdom i think her name is like the royal house mother or something like that that he's protecting house mother or home mother or something like that home home secretary Something oh, like home that. Home secretaries, like, yeah, right. So he sure. protects her, but there's intrigue. There's intrigue. It's. Um, I heard this was wildly popular in England and is is pretty darn popular here. Now, is this you're giving this your official Dan Okie as a show to watch? I'm only into maybe the third ep- second, third episode, third or fourth episode, maybe. But uh, so far, so good. I'm enjoying it. It's exciting, uh, and so I I say yes. And then there's one other thing that I wanted to um, to recommend. Which is something that's a, it's a little oh uh, a new game came out it's not a new game it's an old game for the Switch it's called Diablo three you might have played it on the PC it is now available for the Switch and if if you've not played this game on the PC and you've been curious about it it's a it's a very very cool game which is I believe they would call it these days a dungeon crawler where okay. you're basically like you have a character who levels up and gets additional powers and abilities and gear and other cool things and you're you get these little quests and you're exploring and it's it's nowhere near as in-depth and engrossing as something like breath of the wild it's um it's a little cre- creepier and spookier um so maybe not for a, a young kid mm-hmm. but um uh older kids fine with it and and it's not you know you you kind of depending on the character that you are you get different kind of cool abilities and other things that you can do as you go and fight and solve these these quests and things like that and it's just kind of it's the kind of thing you can jump in and play for 15 20 minutes at a time and and jump out of it it's not like you know you're not going to lose yourself to it the way that you can with breath of the wild so i i give that a, a thumbs up as well although i feel like for a game that I know that they like had to port it and they worked really hard on it and it's a really great game and it's a full fledged game. And if it came out today, it would be well received, but I feel like for a game that at least it feels like it's been out for 10 years already for me, mm-hmm. that it's a lot to ask for 59 bucks or whatever they charge for it. Oh, but, like AAA price. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I, I still like it. I still say thumbs up. Good picks. What do I like? <clears throat> I, uh, been gobbling down homecoming uh on amazon prime homecoming Um, i gotta add that to my list it's so interesting um because i had watched 
Um, I mean, Syracuse did not specifically recommend it, but I saw that he was watching it, which is a good sign. And so I jumped in and I was probably three episodes in when I was, <laughs> I listen to podcasts, but I still run out of podcasts. Hmm. And so I went and I, uh, and I went to my overcast and I noticed that there's a homecoming podcast. It's like, Oh, cool. Maybe this is going to be one of those podcasts, like the good place or something where they like do, uh, per episode, you know, um, per TV episode, podcast episodes. Um, and I went and grabbed it and I started listening to it and had the same, uh, they have very prominent chapter titles for each one. Like the first one is called mandatory and I instantly recognize mandatory and I hear someone talking and it's basically just the dialogue from the show. And I'm like, (laughs) this is weird. And I was like, wait a minute. I know that voice. That's, that's Catherine Keener. I was like, this is really strange. When are they going to start talking about the podcast? And then she's talking to this guy, and that's Oscar Isaac and David Schwimmer's. And I went and looked. Guess what? The TV now everybody but me knows this. Homecoming, the TV show by Sam Ismail of Mr. Robot, is based on a 2016 Gimlet podcast called Homecoming. Oh, it's based on a like a, a story that was made into a podcast with Catherine Keener, who's the best. I love Catherine Keener. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was weird. But uh, Homecoming is real good, and it's uh, you know it's got it's got Florida connections mm-hmm. i can recommend it. you know what i love about it it's it's sam ismail it's so sam ismail um but also the shows are usually around half an hour so it's real the storytelling is very propulsive and you're not stuck with one of those like increasingly like the 69 minute episodes that you see on tv shows you know this is one that, that's a bitch that i'm gonna agree with is this is like in the t there's a rumble in the tv re- reviewers and fans world about packages for netflix or amazon prime or what have you mm-hmm. where they need to do eight or ten episodes and it's it's like it's like a bendis like it's so uncompressed the storytelling is so like okay come on move on move on move on there's so many shows where you could tell a great story in six hours you don't really need like 10 hours and 70 minute episodes to do it so good on sam ismail and team yeah you know i've been watching better call saul mm-hmm uh, and I guess it's Fam- a- famous for its slow pacing, right? Yes. And this season is even slower than the other slow paced seasons. And my wife finally got to the point where she's like, I just, she's like, I'm out. I just can't. I, nothing has happened. We are four, five episodes, six episodes in and nothing's happened yet. Wow. So I, I don't I finally, know. I don't know what's I going I on. I finally stopped watching The Walking Dead too. That's weird. Jump That's scares. Weird. Jump scares. <laughs> yeah, I, I never, I can't, I can't. Uh, what else is good? It's good stuff on YouTube. Oh, I want to tell you guys about something weird. Yeah. Uh, it is called the Odroid Go. Have you heard mm-hmm. of the Odroid Go? No, put it in notes. I want to see it. All right. I'm going to, I got to find it and then I'll put it in. This is something that came from my son. So remember how we were talking about how into these vintage consoles that he yeah. is. So the Odroid Go is. Uh, obviously, you hear hearing the word O and then the word droid, and you're thinking, is it an Android thing? And the answer is yes, sort of. So what this is, is in essence, it is a Raspberry Pi that is inside of a custom case that essentially is, it, let's call it, it's like a Game Boy. Oh, and okay, this is that word I didn't know how to pronounce. Wh- how, do you, how do you spell it? Uh the what odroid odroid o-d-r-o-i-d oh odroid oh arduino i think oh no that's a different thing so oh look at this thing so oh my goodness this is so up your kid's alley and it's sold it's sold as a kit and you can put it together relatively easily i'll get to that it looks like a looks like a like a um it's like a clear game boy yeah or like a like a what was the name like that uh, football game i used to play yeah okay yeah i can see that yeah, yeah yeah It's all, wow, look at this thing. And you make it yourself? You can. Uh, it's fairly <sighs> small and it is, it, it, it is built in with, it comes with these, um, now you can install the Arduino, Arduino stuff, I think. And maybe it's there behind the scenes. I don't know. But it, uh, it, it will play Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Gear, Nintendo Entertainment System, and Sega Master System games. And, uh, the, through emulation. And of course, mm-hmm. you're supposed to own the games that you put on the SIM card that you get the oh. ROMs for. Maybe people... Does it handle software ROMs? Yeah, it's all software oh. ROMs. You put the software ROMs on the SIM card and then you oh can play all the games. So it's sort of like MAME kind of? Yeah, exactly. Um, wow. But, but the emulation on this is fantastic and the games are really, really 
accurate and good. The screen is bright and backlit and wonderful. And so like, if you've ever played these old games and said, oh, I'm going to get out my old Game Boy and play some games on that, and you've played the games on it, you're like, wow, the screen gave me eye strain and there's no light and it's a can't not in color. This fixes all of that. And there are places you can go to buy this and the average price for to build this kit yourself, it's usually in the 30 to $40 range. I'll put something in the wow. show notes. You can get it and build it and then you've just got to get the ROMs yourself and put it on. But there are other people on Etsy who build the kits for you. Oh, wow. And I'm not sure if they're putting thousands of games on the ROM when they ship it to you or not. I couldn't say, but I mm-hmm. think maybe something like that could happen. Those I don't, ROMs are very small. I don't know. They're surpassingly small. You wouldn't even notice. They could fall right off the back of a truck. But he wanted this for his birthday. And oh. so uh, I, I have this and it's assembled and... Uh, it's it's very 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 cool it's very cool so for very little money you can get something that will allow you to relive your childhood memories of game boy game boy color game gear nes and sega master system games on the go with wonderful emulation that you wouldn't even know it was being emulated very That's cool so little cool. system i just thought and it's it, and it's, it's 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 um the controls for it feel like sort of native to the game yes absolutely like it's the right controls for the yes. game. that's that's huge yes because my problem with mame is all the most of the games i wanted to play there were not unless you were going to build a cabinet like an animal like i'm playing like robotron like my oh, yes. favorite games like yeah. robotron or like um other ones like you know i guess you can kind of fake it with stargate but like the games i really liked you you know you often needed like a, a really high quality joystick sometimes in the case of robotron two joysticks and like, what a not great fun game. to play on a computer. That is such a good game. Robotron's a good game. It's probably yeah. my favorite arcade game of all time. It's up there. Mine would be Stargate. Um, Gorf. Gorf was great. Gorf. Was actually, Gorf was actually like five That spoke games. to you, didn't it? Yeah, it did talk, it talked to you. It was you. like one uh, of the uh, first uh. games that spoke. Galactic. Space Cadet. <laughs> what did it stand for? Galactic Orbiting Robot Force. It was a really wow. You're way ahead of me. I, it was really cool because it was like it was kind of Space Invaders, yes, kind of kind of Galaxian. Uh, it had like maybe a breakout kind of thing, but it was like it had like elements of other popular games into this suite of levels where you'd go through, you play those all the way through, and it was one joystick with a trigger, I think. Um, but like that, I like the um, I really like the pinball game Black Knight when I was younger. I really like Joker Poker pinball. Um, but you know, I, I kind of, I aged out, you know, it was funny though, when I was in high school, probably when you were in junior high, like that was the thing, just going, going and playing the video games. Yeah, that was, quarter. that was almost my whole allowance every week would go to stuff like that. Well, I mean, two that I remember, and I don't I can't even tell you if this is even <clears throat> roughly the same years, but I, I feel like in high school, my, probably my senior year of high school was when they opened up this place in Newport Ritchie or really technically Port Ritchie. Um, <laughs> if you're keeping track near Bayonet Point, kind of up near Hudson, you know, uh, up on 19. And, um, but there was this giant, giant place. I feel like they had indoor miniature golf and they had like all of these games and there were like these game centers popping up between 82 and 84. It was so huge. And they had Dragon's Lair, which was 50 cents. Oh, yes. That, was, that was a serious big- commitment. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> can you, can you hit the laser disc at the right places? But, I feel like that, and then maybe contemporaneous, maybe a little later, was there was a sit-down Star Wars game. Do you remember the Star Wars game where you um, were shooting TIE fighters? It was an Atari-like vector game. And that, I think, was 50 cents or a dollar. It was crazy. Yeah, I and do that remember that. And that, that had the... Um, it wasn't... It, it sounded like a really, really bad, badly recorded... Like Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker and, yeah. uh, and Obi-Wan and Han Solo yeah, kid, go get them, you know, that kind of stuff. And it was really, really bad. Yeah, I loved that game. That was in the Battlezone um, tank game category of games. Oh, I loved wow, the Star yeah. Wars game. They loved it. Where and it was, But it was very confusing. There was that one scene where there's sort of posts growing up out of the ground that you're supposed to shoot the tops off of them, and sometimes you collide oh, with right, them. Oh, right, the turrets. Like, you had to shoot, you yeah. had to shoot like, gun turrets? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I do remember that now. It must have, well, if it wasn't Atari, it should have been. Because Atari really 
I, I can't say for sure, but like I always love going back to like Red Baron. Yes. I love the Atari games because the, the vector graphics just look so good. It was, or, you know, asteroids, like just looked so good compared to the bleep bloop of like a driving game. They just didn't look as good in the early 80s. The Atari games always looked good to me. Mm. Mm. Now, what about, what about, uh, what about the, the one where you spin it around and there's the guys that, doop, 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 the guys come down the hallway at you. Uh, what's that called? Uh, uh, Tempest. Tempest. I was going to say Zebes, Another great, yeah, all Tempest. these vector games really were, were special. Oh, it's just so fast and crisp. It looks so good. Love vector games. Um, that's a cool project for your kid. That's, that sounds really cool. And you can just get them off the Etsy. Yeah. Get them off the, not have games. get them off the Etsy or whatever you want to do. Do it. Go do your yeah. thing. Do whatever you feel like doing. I don't care. Oh, we're going to do the show either way. Right. Um, did you have one more thing to tell me about that? Yes, you like? dude. It's ah, Slack. It is Slack. S-L-A-C-K dot com. Go check it out. Thanks, Slack. No, they actually want us to talk about them a little bit. Oh, boy. Slack. It's a hub. It's a hub for work, whatever kind of work. It is a collaboration hub, whatever work you do, Marlon. That's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, With Slack, you get the the right people in your team are going to be kept in the loop, and the information they need is always at their fingertips. Teamwork on Slack happens in what they call channels. So you can organize conversations and information around projects, around offices and teams. And because everything that you need to work is in one place, it's faster and easier to get things done. That's the whole point of it. Make it fast, make it easy, and you know, make it a little bit fun because with Slack, your team is going to be better connected. This is hugely popular today, I think, because so many companies uh, have people who are working remotely what we used to call telecommuting they're working yes. where they want they're working when they want and they still want they're not they're not all in the same office or the meeting room you know there's a there's an austin rails developer slack that i'm in from time to time um which is really great because they'll talk about and you know it's one of those things it's like really low volume but you can just be in there and then someone will say hey we're hiring or oh, there's an event over here or we're having a meetup or someone might ask a question and someone else will want to help them out with it it's it's one of those things it's really great we often talk about how people use it in companies but there's so many other non work related ways that you can meet and talk to other people but if you are using it for work as you should be this is so great because it eliminates searching through emails to find some kind of a follow-up or wait, was that emailed or did they message me that or was it on Twitter? No, it's in Slack. It should always be in Slack. You don't have to switch across multiple tabs and platforms and all of that nonsense. And they have a really cool, I've talked about this before, but they have the drag and drop file sharing. So, uh, and I, actually you can just, you can take your screenshot with shift control command four. So you take your screenshot on your Mac and you just paste it right into the Slack window and it, it treats it as an uploaded file. And so that if you're looking at something on your screen and you just want to show someone what you're looking at, boom, mm-hmm. you paste it. It works everywhere boom. you go, iOS, Android, they sync seamlessly. So you're, uh, you're typing something on your computer and it's time to go. You just you just grab your phone and you continue the conversation there. It's so cool. And they, they have a little slogan uh, that we didn't give them. It's called Slack, where work happens. All they want you to do is just go to slack.com and sign up and check it out. Uh, it, it works with thousands of apps. So if you're using GitHub, it, you can have your commit messages in there. I mean, the Salesforce, of all the stuff, Zendesk is in there, Google Drive, Jira. Go check it out. They've thought of everything and uh, go check it out at slack.com. Thanks very much, slack.com, for making this show Thanks, possible. Slack. Buck, buck. You know, they didn't tell us to say this, but I like making friends on there, too. You get to know people with their hair down. You know what I'm saying? Wigs off. Um, it's a good service. Uh... <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was my Tina Belcher. I'm okay. Uh, um. Hmm. I don't know if I want to mention this. Um, uh, we had a couple of emails from people. I don't know if I can find them. Yeah, I am going to mention it. I'm going to circle back and put a fork in that. I've uh, got a couple um, notes and toots from listeners saying, hey, what are you talking about? I use my iPad for work. I thought that was interesting. Yes. I can't put my hand to them right this second, but I'll maybe find them for next time when we'll probably talk more iPad stuff, I'm guessing. but Well, uh, what, okay. I'm, what I'm going to be trying uh, for people who are following along or want to follow along at home when my iPad gets here tomorrow, and this is something, if you remember, Merlin, a long time ago, I talked to you about wanting to use my iPad back then as my primary 
mobile computing device to do development and other things on. And there has been a lot of progress made in this space, uh, both with the tools that are native to the iPad itself, as well as other methods that you can use to do this kind of development. As people know, I'm a, a, uh, when I'm not recording these shows, I do software development frequently, mostly in Ruby and Ruby on Rails. And, uh, and so we did have some people who chimed in with how they're doing this kind of work, especially in my, what I said, I think triggered some people because what I said is you can't do rails development on an iPad. And a lot of people (laughs) said you can. And so I've, I've, uh, I've made notes from their suggestions and I'll be trying some of those methods and hopefully a week from now, once I've had it for almost a week, I'll be able to say what has or hasn't worked. Oh, don't you think they'll drive you crazy? Yes. Okay, but it's worth a try. Look, I'm going to ask for, uh, ask for feedback on two things, one related to this. Uh, you know, if you uh, are using your iPad for something, and you know, I was not trying to be dismissive by saying mainly the people who use iPads all day are people who write about and talk about iPads. I was mainly making a joke because of the people that I know, that is true. I mean, you know, not everybody can be Federico Vitici or, or Mike Hurley or whomever, or, you know, in the case of Fraser Spears, he's increasingly using other devices, which is very interesting. But let me just say, uh, first of all, I did not mean that as any kind of a slight, but if you are somebody who is using iPad, um, you know, just any way you want, but especially if you're using it for work in a place where it would be considered five years ago unconventional to use an iPad, why don't you hit us up, email us or toot at us with your, uh, with your anecdote. Um, is that cool? I would love that. I already said that, so I guess we're already kind of in. I'm cool. In for diamond for a dollar, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, yeah, you can hit us back with that. And Dan and I will be in receipt of iPads uh, next episode. We'll have had it for a few days and can talk more intelligently about it. The reviews are out, and they are largely, I mean, if I had to distill it down to a sentence-ish, it's, this, is the, this is ridiculously powerful, overpowerful, but it's still an iPad in terms of the software that runs on it, which right. is pretty much what I expected, but I'm fine. I'm in for the, the super powerful iPad. I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. I've been out of it for quite a while, and I, um, I'm glad to this jump back in. This is a good point in. to jump back in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, I'm really, I can't decide if I want to ask for help about this, because I don't want a bunch of dingling obvious things, but my daughter and I have both decided we want to um, start casually let's say jogging i i don't necessarily want to do a 5k if you have uh an idea for an especially good app especially one that works with uh, apple watch preferably independently from the device but you know if you have a good idea for an ios app um for people who are getting started i don't want to say running but yeah running jogging whatever yeah hit me up i've got runkeeper and i've got uh i think it's called 5k runner is one i just bought the service for but if you have one that you particularly love uh hit us up on twitter we're gonna try and start moving more that's great yeah yeah i kind of moved to i mean my, my wife already is is a runner and she's been kind of like quietly gently encouraging our kid to to do it with her um, and I thought it'd be fun. It could be because Ellie and I are both sort of lame. Like it's good that the two of us are going to do it together instead of with Marathon Mom at first. I like that. I like what yeah, you're doing you, here. Thank you very much. It's never bad it to move more. You can always move more. I already move a good amount. I just don't move with much like super intentionality. Uh, you know, like I, I get, I get my walking steps in. You sent me a picture of an iPad with a, with a red case. What is that? That is the case that I use. Is it the Apple? <clears throat> no, that's the Logitech one. Oh, no keyboard. No, I no, see. no, that's that. That's the one that I had up until I didn't have one anymore. Now my son has it and uh, it's black, not red. They sell them in different colors, but that's the one that my wife uses for her large iPad pro. And that's the one that my son uses now. And, um, and it's, it was the one I was using before and it's very, very nice. It doesn't provide, as you can see, it doesn't provide a heck of a lot of like drop protection, <clears throat> yeah, excuse me right. but as far as protection from just regular wear and tear it's very light it's very sturdy um the last time that I, when i took my son to the comic-con in the alamo um we uh we were driving and uh, i originally had wanted to plug my device i think it was my iphone into my car and play the um play we have a stupid little screen in the car but it didn't it didn't work because the remote that controlled the source for the screen had run out of batteries and the batteries are these weird disc batteries that um, i don't know where the hell you get them so i said you know what i had a bungee cord and i bungee corded his (laughs) ipad to the back of the seat 
so he could watch it good. and um and i was able to make it work with this case and i thought oh, i'm sure i'm going to break the case but it was super resilient and it snapped back into shape just fine so i thumbs up on this case yeah for sure yeah we shall see yeah let's see we got uh you you're, you've told me all the things that you like for this week right? yeah everything uh so listener notes me running Oh, listener Richard uh, wrote in to say, um, Dan mentions an LG monitor that he uses and likes. Would you be able to mention in the next episode the model number and so forth? Thank you, listener Richard. Dan, do you have an LG monitor that you like? I do. It's the LG. It's the um, it's the LG monitor that Marco hates that Apple sells. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Um, it is. Let's see. It is the. They make two models: the LG Ultrafine 4K display. And the 5K. The 4K is smaller, and it is currently listed at $699, putting it into the wow. show notes. Yeah. That seems very economical to me. It's Well, keep in mind that it's only 21 and a half inches. So it's, what, what do I have on my iMac here? You probably have the 5K display, which is probably going to be a 27-inch. They sell one of okay. those, too, uh, and that is the LG Ultrafine 5K display for $1299.95. Okay. I... I have not, I've seen that one in stores. It looks gorgeous. I've not owned it. I don't use that. I didn't need that much space. The 21 and a half was fine for me, but what really sold me on it was that a, it was 4k and B it does everything over that single USB C cable. So I get all the peripherals with the hub and everything else, the USB hub and charging and everything over one simple cable. And mm-hmm. the fact that Apple doesn't make a display right now makes me sad because i've always had apple displays and i've always loved them and this one this one is is it an apple display no but it's fine it works great it looks good it does everything i want it to do and they released a firmware update for it not too long ago because there was a problem where um if you went over like the second uh little volume level you know how you Mm -hmm. control the volume and it shows the little little dots to show you how far you if you went past two it was like blaring loud and sounded horrible and they released an update that let you uh let you adjust it in a more normal way um so it's now just like what you would expect that works just right so since that i would give it a thumbs up and that is now in our show notes i bought mine at apple Oh, that weird Wi-Fi thing, was that the LG monitor? That got fixed, right? I think it was the LG, and I believe it was specific to the larger of the two screens. I don't okay. think it had to do with the smaller one. That's my that's my file card on the LG monitor, was that there was a weird... Yes, you are right. But I think that's that's got to certainly be fixed. Yeah, I'm with fixed. you, though. I mean, I'm, I, I have and enjoy LG things, including my television, but like, it's kind of a bummer that Apple got out of that business a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I wonder if that's a permanent thing or a temporary thing. Did they just say other people can do it better? or? I mean, wet your finger and stick it in the wind. You know, they, uh, the desktop is not the future for them. I guess you not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people think, a lot of people who aren't as steeped in South Korean culture, they think LG, um, they think they know what it means, right? They think it stands oh, for uh, life's good or something. They think it's yeah. I think it stands for lucky and gold star merging. Oh. It's not. It's called. It actually stands for licking Gary. Oh, oh okay. In the in South Korean style. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So you know, do your due diligence. Do 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 do. What else we got? I think that's probably good. Don't yeah, you? that's good. We gave them, we gave them what they paid for. Anyone? Anyway. Don't vote. Stop listening to podcasts. Go vote. Go vote. Don't vote. Don't bitch. You know what I'm saying? I know. No, I know what you're saying. Don't vote the bitch. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Don't know where to find stamps. Give me a break. I asked my daughter. I said, I said, I said, I said, daughter, a lot of millenniums say they're scared of voting because they, they don't know where to buy stamps. I said, do you know where you would buy stamps if you wanted to buy stamps? She said the post office. I said, that's exactly right. She's 11. She knows where to buy stamps. She's got it figured out. You don't, she's scared of mail. Millenniums. This is, this is why people text me when my delivery food, food arrives now. Millenniums are so scared of doorbells, apparently, it turns out, that now, now they text people when they've arrived. You ever get that? You ever get food delivered and they text you? Never. Ugh, it's an affliction. I'm outside. Really? I'm inside. Come on up. Use the doorbell like a gentleman. I just recharged it. <sighs> Charging my doorbell. What kind of life am I living? I don't know. Licking Gary. Exactly. Licking Gary. Um, it's been a huge week. <laughs> so next week, well, I want to thank our sponsors casper and slack yeah and we'll be back next week uh to talk more about all things ipad yeah should we make it a special yeah let's do it and you know what it's our 400th episode so it'll be a special oh yeah yeah right i guess that's true 
Yeah, so we'll talk about iPads, and if you have any uh, input on uh, novel, um, you know, and again, I mean, you can write and say whatever you want. I can't stop you, but I'm most interested in, when I say send me your iPad experiences, I'm especially looking at folks who would not have imagined, say, five years ago, mm. that they would be using an iPad for their work, yeah. either because it wasn't powerful enough or because it didn't seem germane for their line of work. I think that stuff is very interesting. Certainly, I would love to hear from anybody who's a cartoonist and whatnot and things like that. But, like, I don't know. I mean, you look at somebody, again, like a David Sparks, people who, a couple of the people who wrote us are lawyers. And they, they swear by iPad and iCloud to, like, get their stuff done with a pencil. I think that's fascinating. Who would have guessed that five years ago? I wouldn't have guessed it. No way. Mm. No way. So, anyway. Everybody, uh, go, go vote. Do what you can. You know what I'm saying? You got anything else? Nope. That's it. Okay. All right. Uh, let's put this up. All righty. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.